Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Star Wars Book Community Podcast, Comics Roundup. That was a mouthful. Um, we're joined today by uh, the Uncanny Omar from Near Mint Condition. Now, if you're a fan of comics, you're probably familiar with his work, as he seems to be the the, the main go-to guy for uh, collector's editions, primarily, and with... and tends to be the one that gets to announce things luckily and just a lot of the overviews um so yeah we're here to, he's here today and we're going to talk all things star wars comics so oh this is star Omar. dude i thought this was star trek oh my I, god <laughs> <laughs> is there star trek comics yes there is there oh, are wow, star okay. trek comics yeah uh, i don't think they're as popular well maybe i don't know maybe there's a huge fan following for star trek i wasn't aware of i assume uh, i know is. they crossed over with the x-men but you know luke and han haven't crossed over with the x-men yet so maybe one day, one day oh that'd yeah. be amazing i would like that yeah <laughs> um so as you heard then i'm also joined by my fellow shit boy dan how you yeah, doing dan. yeah i'm happy to be here excited That's to good, chat good, to you good. Omar. So I thought we'd just jump straight in with the obvious question, Omar. Um, yes. Can you tell us a little bit of your personal history with Star Wars? Um, one of the earliest movie memories, I think this is very, very common with Star Wars, was my dad taking me to go see Return of the Jedi in in Peru. And it was not in subtitles. And it was only in English. No, no, I'm sorry. It was in subtitles. It was in Spanish subtitles. Uh, but I, it was going so fast. I kept asking my dad, "Was it? What are they saying? What, what is this? What's going on?" Uh, and he's like, "Okay, okay, hold on, hold on." So he was having to read the Spanish subtitles and having to translate to this little kid that he took to the movie theater. Uh, but that is the first experience. That's why I think it's still my favorite Star Wars movie. I, I think it's mine what, too. Yeah, because it's yeah. like. Well, I think Empire gets a lot of love, right? And rightly so. Empire is a great movie. It's awesome. It's dark. And it doesn't have a happy ending. Star Wars has cuddly Ewoks. and Or Return of the Jedi had the cuddly Ewoks. And yeah. I gravitated towards those for some reason. Yeah. I, I always say Empire is the best, but Return of the Jedi is my favorite. That's, That's exactly the same as me. Though. Yeah. I, it just, I just have a balance. Oh, know, my gosh. Fun. And I still love the original ending theme. Not not the director's cut, the Lucas cut theme that they change at the end, the triumphant. Yeah. Even though it sounds a lot more glorious and triumphant than the new, but there's just something about the, the chup chup that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, no, yeah. <laughs> yes. and, I don't know. You know that one is really special. So yes, that's where that love of Star Wars began. I remember uh, in Peru, you know, there were kid, there was a kid that had come to America and had bought like all these toys like his mom and dad bought all these toys for him and you could not find them anywhere as rare as they were here in america like the star wars lines mm -hmm. the action figures the props even the ridiculous things they just put up star wars label on like a toaster or whatever it was <laughs> it was impossible to find in third world countries like you couldn't find anything you might luck out and get like maybe find a stuffed animal somewhere but that was it i had never seen those and i remember he was like trading it for other toys and and i really didn't have anything to trade but i, I just kind of lived vicariously through through him and seeing all those action figures they were so cool man yeah i bet i mean god obviously we're from the uk which is not quite a third world country but it is quite it is um <laughs> it's going there um 
and it, it it's we always get jealous seeing what they get in america compared to what we get here so i can't even imagine what it would be like in peru for that kind yeah. of yeah so i was ex- so we moved here in 1987 right yeah. i was like oh my gosh i can finally catch up on everything i've wanted i, I can i can my parents can totally because you know land of opportunities and all that you have all these wild dreams in your head as a kid i'm like my parents can buy all these toys now they can buy me transformers i missed all the trash i couldn't get it i think they got me like a third party or i'm sorry a bootleg gobot that's how bad it was <laughs> um i get all these star wars toys i saw as a kid well as you know in 1987 there wasn't anything star wars because star wars had just gone away i mean the droids was the, mm-hmm. that was off the air uh the ewok cartoon was sort of still in syndication but it was going off the air there wasn't anything star wars so there were no toys i was so devastated well i think it's some transformers but um yeah and it was I, it's weird to say that right like to say that there was a time when there was no star wars merchandise yeah. on toy shelves because i think there's a whole generation that has grown up with nothing but Star Wars lines, like a new line every year. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, I, I am guilty of being that generation. <laughs> you, you, you are very blessed, brother. Yeah. You are very blessed because there was times that there were dry, dry spells in the toy market for, <laughs> for everything. You know, when we were kids. I mean, I can remember as well. Like from that time, it wasn't really until 1997 with the special editions yeah. that we started seeing bits and pieces again. And obviously, because mm-hmm. they were ramping it up, because. I'm guessing episode one was in production then as well. Um, but until then, it was Star Wars had become kind of a dirty word, I think, at that point. I don't know if it was the same in the US, but it was in the UK. It was like massively out of favor. Um, and the kids didn't really have any sort of a sort of perspective on what it was. Um, so it was really good when it came back. <laughs> Uh, what was that? Was it the power of the force? Is that what the line was called? Yeah, the power of the force with the green yeah. boxes. When that line came out, I remember at Toys R Us they had a mid. I miss these. I I don't know how I feel about. I'm 45 now. I don't know how I'd feel about going to Toys R Us. Well, Toys R Us doesn't even exist in America, so I can't even make that comparison. But I, I don't know what it would feel like to go to a midnight release at 45 years old for toys. Like standing in line <laughs> with a bunch of nerds that are into the same thing I'm into. Oh, you know what? No, it'd be magical. I loved it, it then. It would be amazing. I, would, yeah. I wasn't even collecting the Star Wars toys, but I went with a couple of my friends that were like so excited. They're like, dude, this is the new Power, uh, power of the Force. It's going to be great. You Like, this is the time to go in there now and jump in and, and buy it. I'm like, I'm I, Dude, I'm in college. I'm not going to start a toy line right now. I'm trying to pe- catch up on Transformers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that relaunched the whole era of toys. And I think since then, there's been a Star Wars toy line every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think I want to say, you know, since the Disney acquisition, since Disney Plus, there's been some kind of show, some kind of movie out there for Star Wars too. Every there's, year. there's always Every something year. new, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's crazy to think about. I mean, but like as mentioned previously, you know, you're part of Near Mint Condition, which mm-hmm. I believe is it's mainly you and you, is it your wife? Is it as well? Yeah, my wife joins me on, yeah, on yeah. Saturday streams. She does videos, and then I have my uh, my friend Amanda joins me, and then Maddie and Tina. We all do like the review of uh, live episodes on Tuesdays at eight p.m. of like just different comics it's got old yeah. reader new reader where i go back and read something that they have never read uh it's a lot of fun um, well like as i say it's kind of become the go-to place to go for collector's editions you know with your announcements your overviews oh, thank, you. thank you thank um, you 
how, if you don't mind answering, how did it all come about? How did it start? Um, I used to have a podcast in 2004, 2005, all the way to like 2008, I think. Because I got married, ended up having kids, and we just kind of stopped uh, hanging out, my friends and I. And then uh, in 2015, 2016, I was like, well, you know, most of us, our kids are kind of a little bit older now. We're a little bit older. Why don't we start getting together? So we started doing a panel video, like every week we do panel videos. Um, and then I started branching out because I'm just bored. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to talk about things that I enjoy which is collected editions. And I saw that side of things keep growing and growing. And then fast forward to 2020, um, I had fully become like making, I was putting videos on just about every day. Uh, and I think I was by 2020 putting on videos every day. And then I, I got the, uh, how did this happen? I'm trying to think of the, series of events and, my, and because of 2020 as you all know mm -hmm. you have COVID, we couldn't get together anymore to film so my friends took a kind of a step back we did become like an llc because we started generating some money as you do after like four years of being on youtube <laughs> we were like oh well let's just this is cool um then you know i started talking to marvel that was in 2019 2018 2019 they got a hold of me because they really enjoyed the way that I presented things and the way that I talked about books. And that was a really cool, like, I didn't believe it at first, man. I was like, yeah, I bet. Somebody, somebody's messing with me. Somebody who the hell created an account just to mess with me for Marvel.com. <laughs> and I still didn't believe it. And I'll never forget even my first conversation with David on the phone, David Gabriel from Marvel. And uh, we were, he was throwing around names that I had always known because I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of collected editions. So you saw about uh, people that work with him. I'm like, man, this guy's really messing with me if he's not real. Like, he did a lot of research. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't real until I got my first book, like the first advanced copy of a book. And it was, what was it? It was Hulk Red. And then I started doing, like, advanced uh, overviews of, of books that were coming out. And they really enjoyed that. And then I started announcing books. And when I do announcements, I wear a suit. And what's really interesting yeah. about that story is that I uh, – I had just gotten out of work. I had gotten out of a meeting where they were telling us that they were going to pretty much let me and my team go. Like oh, they gosh. told us we were going to be losing our jobs. So I had to tell 20, 23 people the next day that, you know, we were not going to work after June of 2020 because of the pandemic and everything going on. Like people were, people were losing contracts and I was a project manager and my team of 23 people, we were all losing our jobs. Not that I'm like, I'm, I'm also losing my job with you guys. That doesn't, that doesn't make anybody feel better. All you're hearing is that you're losing your job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when I found out, that was, I think, on a Wednesday. It was, I think it was a Wednesday, and I came home, and I remember thinking, like, I need to go out to drink. <laughs> I need I need something. Um, and I and instead i was like you know just I, I got the 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 books from david like a list of books and i'm like i'm just gonna film i'm just gonna go ahead and film this announcement in a suit screw it like <laughs> i'm not gonna go out and do something stupid and get drunk and, and... two very different things omar <laughs> right <laughs> i and i um and i'm glad i didn't because it kind of like became a thing 
yeah. that now people see me in a suit. They're like, oh, he's got some breaking news. And yeah, um, and it's been a blessing. And my goodness, it's going on. You know, I've been breaking news for four years and working with Marvel for almost five and uh, doing it full time. So, yeah, when I lost my job, it was impossible. Mm -hmm. And it was like it was awful to try to find something like I went from June trying actually before June. <laughs> Uh, trying to find something, but nobody was hiring because everybody was letting go of their employees in 2020. Mm -hmm. I mean, the world yeah. was going through a pandemic and I, I, by October, I was just like unemployment. I was wrecked. And yes, in hindsight, it was, it was a beautiful blessing in disguise, but at the time, yeah, of course. out about like having to put food on the table for your kids yeah. or keep, you know, the lights on in your house. It, yeah, it was awful. Uh, yeah. But you know, they start Marvel started sponsoring some videos. Um, the YouTube revenue had gone up because people had taken an interest in these collected editions. And I thought even like if I do this full time, what's going to happen when the world opens back up, right? And people go back to normal and they don't want to collect comic books anymore. Can I still have that retention of people still watching me to, to make this an ongoing thing? And then my uh, actually one of my viewers suggested doing a Patreon. And he was like, I'm going to quote you something that a wise man once said. He said it, uh, when he was talking about the Berserk Deluxe Edition from Dark Horse Comics, he was like, it's yeah. like a company has figured out how to uh, put something wonderful together and charge a premium price for it. And I was like, wait a minute. I said that. And he was like, that's right. You said that about Berserk. And that's what I'm <laughs> telling you about yourself. <laughs> you put something together that means a lot to a lot of people and you can put a price on it. Yeah. And yeah. I'll never forget because I, dude, I don't know if it's a Latino thing. I don't know what it is, third world country thing. Like I hate asking people for money. Like, yeah, I'm the worst at it. And people always remind me, oh, you got to remind people. And I'm like, oh, okay, I will. Um, but it took me a long time to to put that together, and that's when we opened up Patreon, and then I went full time January of 2021, and that was long winded story. I'm sorry about how no, it no, it's all good. No, it's no. really interesting. Yeah. No, I was gonna say like I was gonna ask you like, do you do it full time? Because the sheer amount, the sheer volume of videos you put out is, yeah. is crazy. Yeah, like, it must take a, you all day. It's a blessing. Yes, I don't know when to stop working. As as <laughs> many of you know, right? You work from home. Mm -hmm. uh, it's your office, so it's like. I don't know when to stop working. There's no clock in, no clock out. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm my own boss. Yes. But anybody that owns their own business knows that if you don't work, you don't get paid. Like you don't have vacation days. There's yeah. no days. Uh, for the first time this year, we finally went on a vacation. And I feel like I think my body and mind were ready because I had mm -hmm. been making videos every day, even when I was sick. Because like I said, no sick days. Um, I, I still went and pushed myself to do it. And it's but just you, you definitely missed some you carried on making shorts though when you're on vacation didn't you yeah my wife wanted to make some shorts and she's yeah, like I look it's the tax write-off and i'm like you're so brilliant that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i i went to japan this year for a couple of weeks took 15 days off from the channel oh, amazing. And, and the first three days brothers look it was like i what am I doing? And the yeah, I'm like, what's gonna happen? I get like I could, and then my wife was like, you need to put that stuff down. We need to enjoy ourselves. We're in another <laughs> country. We're with the kids, and you know, kind of like. And I think, you know, by the time that passed, that that fear of like what's gonna happen, like it's all gonna fall apart, 
I think I did enjoy myself and I was like, man, that was so nice. It was so wonderful that I think we yeah. probably will do it every year, just go somewhere for a couple of weeks and yeah, just to, forget, to, to really relax. Right. Cause I think yeah. you need to rejuvenate that to keep it hopping, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll get it. To keep the creativity there. You need that, that reset. But, um, yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll cycle back to Star Wars. Um, oh yes. Yeah, so Star Wars. Have, have, have you always been a Star Wars comics reader or is this something that's come to you more because of your connections with Marvel and the work that you've been doing in Marvel? I started reading Star Wars comics uh, because my buddy Dan was huge into them. Uh, he was one of the original guys on Near Mint Condition and he would let me borrow certain comic runs like the Dark Empire. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this is so... And of course, that was before there were movies, right? Like, mm -hmm. I was like, this is... This is so cool, man. This you use this as a template. Um, and I think there was the Shadows of the Empire because it was tied to like the video games and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like a big sort of media event, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really cool. Which I guess is very similar to what they're doing with the High Republic. Um yeah. But I wasn't the guy that was like X, you know, X-Men was my go-to. X-Men, you know, th th those were my comics. I wasn't the guy that got every Star Wars comic. I was aware of them. I I had just read some. I think I bought some when the movies were coming out. Um, in between episodes two and three, I think I bought the most Star Wars, but it wasn't until I started getting the epic collections that I started reading a lot of the older stuff. Like I had the Marvel run and I, I think I read like the first 10, the Archie Goodwin stuff. Yeah. And I remember just reading like the first 10 issues. I don't know why I never read it. I just, um, are they regarded as bad? Maybe is that why I stopped? I can't remember. <laughs> so, some people love them. Okay. I personally find them a little bit rough. Mm. But, you know, without them, we wouldn't have what we have now. Yeah. That is correct. That is correct. No, we would not. I so... mean, they've, they've just done a, a big crossover event, the Dark Droids. You've probably seen it. Um, uh -huh. And the, on the Bounty Hunter side of that, one of the storylines, this droid world, is a direct callback to that original marvel run there there was an art called droid world so so it, it, it is still informing what we're doing now huh well i know like characters like what jackson had jackson, shown yeah. Jackson's yeah. Kicking, yeah. Yeah. kevin scott has a personal campaign to get jackson back into everything yeah he hasn't made it into the high republic yet <laughs> so my, my wife was uh when we were uh she was looking at a collection that i had and she's like is that bucky o'hare it does look like Bucky O'Hare, I thought that. Right, he's a green rabbit, so I can see that. Um, I was like, no. Very close, though. He is in space. It is Star Wars. And it is a green so, rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't until I got the epic collections that I started reading the Dark Horse stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the Omnibus, because some of the stuff, as you all know, go out of print. So I couldn't go back and get some of those early volumes of, like, Empire and things like that. Yeah. Um, or the Old Republic. And for the first time, I had read the Old Republic. And when when did that Omnibus come out? 2019? No, 2021, I think. Or 2021? Yeah. yeah, whenever that came out, that was the first time I read it. And I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love yeah. that book. That book was so good. I I love The Empire. Um, yeah, that you first just, you just did solid. Yeah, you just did the overview for the second one, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not not that it was bad, but it wasn't. I wasn't blown away like the first one. I think the yeah, first one the, I think I enjoyed more because it had more of the Empire side of things. This one was yeah. like a third of it was like the droids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one had all the sort of dark times purge stuff, didn't it? 
which is mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, when oh that just those Vader solos were so good. It was um and and I you know there there's nothing wrong with Kieran Gillen's run or the uh was it Cullen Bunn's run on Vader? No Charles Soul. Charles Soul. Charles yeah, Soul, yeah. that's who it was, yeah. Charles Soul's run. Uh but there was I don't know, maybe it was because there's a certain style of art that comes from the Dark Horse era that has a very like European flair to it. Yeah. I don't know why it reminds me of like heavy metal magazines. Even in the way yeah. that the layouts were. I mean, if you look at um uh, like uh Dark Empire, right? The art in this, oh my gosh. Like that's part of the reason why I love it. The you art in Dark Flex and you've got the hardcover of Dark Empire there. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, this is, it's gonna come out in omnibus format. It's gonna be a lot bigger than this. Um <laughs> But of course Cam- it is, isn't it? In New Republic Volume 2, right? Yeah, in Volume 2, it's going to be... Uh, like, Cam Kennedy's art... I'm sorry, this is a podcast. Cam it's Kennedy's fine. artwork yeah. is amazing in this. Like, it has it has all those elements that I enjoyed about independent comics or, or um, mainly European stuff that I found through Heavy Metal Magazine. The colors and the, just the yeah. art style, the layouts. Very cool. It also reminded me of uh, a little bit of George Perez's work as well, especially like in his Wonder Woman run. Like it's that kind of similar. I think it might be the colors, but mm-hmm. it also reminded me of that, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Yeah, but that's my favorite Dark Empire trilogy. I love that book. That book is amazing. Yeah, I guess to be honest, I guess that sort of leads on to one of the things we wanted to discuss with you, which is um, your sort of overall opinion when it comes to Star Wars comics. Do, do you sort of lean more heavily to some of those legend stuff that's in the epic collections or? Do you quite like what's going on at can- with canon at the moment? Sort of, or do you have a particular preference when it comes to Star Wars? You know, I think it's like the movies. I, I really don't have a preference as long as the story is good. Because there are people, right? I know that you all know that are like, <laughs> nope, no Disney yeah. uh, Star Wars for me. Only, only Dark Horse. Um, and then there are people that are like, nope, the canon is, only, uh, is the only thing I need to read. I don't care about that stuff that is not canon anymore because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, but for me, I think it's always been whatever, if the characters, if I care about the characters and the story is solid, then I gravitate towards that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't care if it's something from the Legends era, uh, but there are a lot of Legends books that I've quite, quite enjoyed. Um, but there are some really good Star Wars comics from the uh, the Marvel, the Disney era too. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Gillen's Darth Vader. Vader down was so good. Dr. Afra. Oh my gosh. Yeah. One of the best There's characters. Huge Dr. Afra fans. Yeah, yeah, we love Afra. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm preaching to the choir, right? Like Absolutely. one of the best yeah. characters created. Uh, how does she not have a show yet? I know, right? <laughs> if how... Dr. Santin can make it into a show, how has she not got one? Right. How excited were you for that when you're like, oh, oh God, yeah. Dr. Afra's yeah. like, got to be right behind. Um, that's what I that's When he's walking out, I was like, Please say Afra's behind him, or just triple zero <laughs> or something. Just give me something, or even um, Sanastaros. You know what I mean? And I really have enjoyed. And I don't know. And honestly, I stopped. Um, how do I word this? I I I stopped caring what other people say and think. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the internet all around thinks about the High Republic. Like, but I really yeah. enjoyed it. Like, I I've love enjoyed- the High Republic. Yeah, like, yeah, we both. Yeah, I haven't. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm only talking about the books too. I haven't read the manga and I haven't read the the the, the books, but I'm talking about the graphic novels or the comics. Is what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I don't know how, how the overall feel is for the High Republic, uh, because like I said, I just stopped caring. I don't really care what anybody else thinks yeah. about these yeah. books. Um, I have enjoyed it. I really like the era. You know, it's a hundred years before the Skywalker saga, and as far away as you can get from that and tell me a good story, I, I think that's cool. 
and I yeah. like the the use of the Jedi, and I dig the the artwork in those books. Oh, yeah. Um, I really like Detail. Detail, yeah. And, and I say that because, like, I know that when I announced the High Republic one, I saw so many, like, you know, I leave all the comments up, and I see so so many negative comments about it, and I'm like, oh. Uh, this is why I really don't review books. I don't want to get into fights with people. That's why I've always done overviews. and uh, Unless I'm doing the old reader, new reader. But I will say this. Despite all that negativity and all the people complaining about why are they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? That is the number one best-selling Star Wars omnibus. Mm-hmm. It's the High Republic. Yeah, I know, right? That's, that's just it. So there's this, just so to give you a bit of context, because you don't. I know you don't really follow this kind of stuff, but obviously we are in deep in the community um good 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 somebody needs the, to be yeah exactly um it's not so the, general, the general consensus <laughs> there's, there's this like miss sort of narrative going on that the, the the high republic isn't that doesn't sell well it's and it no one likes it that's like if you go on any are they kind talking of normal, about the comic or are they talking about overall well, like everything? generally yeah just generally everything, everything. Um, okay but actually, but if you actually look, follow the actual book and comic fan groups and all that, it's the it's the most loved thing. Everyone loves it, like actual mm-hmm. book and comic fans. Yeah, and, and it, it sells like crazy. Yeah, so the, the books all go New York Times bestsellers. The comics are all out at first print. It's yeah. really massively popular. So I think it's a very small minority being very loud in yeah, very, uh, I, I think it's well, become it, like the focus of the anti Disney crowd. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, that's usually the case, right? Like people that Absolutely. don't like something love to spread the news as to why they don't like something and it spreads. And yeah. unfortunately that's what happens, right? It, they drown out all the positive things and no matter what it is, right? Whether it's Star Wars Transformers or the, you know, the DC movies or yeah. the MCU, whatever it is, people want you to know how much they hate something <laughs> and they will be loud and then they will gather a crowd. And yeah, so despite of all that, stuff going on it was it became the number one best-selling omnibus and, and i don't know if that has to do with the fact that it ties heavily into the book so people that normally don't get comics went out to get the omnibus yeah um, but whatever however it happened it happened so i've i've done a few comic overviews and guides on my pages mm-hmm. and stuff nowhere near as good as yours omar um <laughs> but one I'm of the sure things better yeah, <laughs> um but one of the things that I've come across that people have asked is, oh, I'm new to comics. I started reading them because of the High Republic. So obviously there'd, there'd been big book readers. They wanted that further context and texture for the story. So they read the comics and they're like, oh, comics are actually really awesome. Where should I go now? So it's definitely been a gateway for a lot of people. The High Republic has into comics. I love that. And I, yeah. I think that's wonderful, right? Like, um, you know, the, and I do see it, like, especially when I have live streams and stuff where, you know, the, um, and it's something I've heard for over 40, um, well, no, I guess it hasn't been 40 years, but 35 plus years since going to comic book stores is people always saying that the, this is it. This is going to be the last of the comic books, you know, mm-hmm. uh, comics are not going to survive the 80s. Yeah. And then, of course, comics are definitely not going to survive the 90s. And no matter what era, it's like people are always like comics are dying. And they forget how many new readers you can get. It's not, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, comic book shops and having to change the way that they run shop and having mm-hmm. to bring in other things outside of comics to survive. But you gotta, you know, you gotta go with the time. So yeah. I get it. Um, but yeah, there seems to be a lot. And I don't understand that negativity either. It's like that negativity of like comics are dying. 
So if you're a comic reader, why are you happy? Like, why, why would you want to share that with me? I, I yeah. don't understand that. Like, shouldn't you be upset? Like comics are dying. This sucks, but it's more like comics are dying. I told you so. And this is the reason why, uh, which I, 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 even, even myself over the past few years, I've tried to sort of block that out because there can be quite a lot of negativity just within the general comic fandom. Um, mm -hmm. whether it's Marvel, DC, Star Wars, um, that there can be a lot of negativity. But I think that anyone I actually speak to on a human level about comics are always the most excited, positive, passionate people. So I think that that internet noise is sometimes, it's there. It's deafening a bit, isn't it? it it's, you struggle to find these people in real life. <laughs> I mean, that leads me on to my next question for you, Armour, actually. Um, mm -hmm. This isn't one I've written down, but it's based on what you just said. So obviously... You, you've you've seen that negativity and a lot of that itself comes from youtubers so how have you obviously were you worried about because you're so positive was it like a a, a sort of a decision you made to like no i'm not going to do what they're doing i want to just go for the love and um, like, how, how have you I, navigated I, that i don't know if i was a smart man i probably should have gone with the negative route those guys seem to get the hits <laughs> maybe i'm just a fool i don't know i think that it's more my personality i find it so easy to be negative about something right mm -hmm. or maybe it's just the way that i grew up but i love finding passion about something whatever it is like hearing somebody tell me like uh their favorite twilight zone episode right let me yeah. share with you my favorite twilight zone episode and if it, if it's able to move somebody in that way, then I want to check it out too. And I feel like that's the best way to spread yeah. positivity. It's like, oh, they yeah. found something beautiful in this. Um, and I think that's why I don't like doing reviews of books. People are like, oh, you should do reviews. I'm like, I don't think you want to hear my thoughts on things like Brian Michael Bendis' New Avengers, which gets a lot of praise. I get it. I get it. But <laughs> it's not for me. Michael Bendis, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, then you're just hearing a guy complain about all these things. And I'm like, no, no, no. You enjoy it and keep on enjoying it. You don't yeah. need my thoughts on why I think or I don't like it. Um, so I, I do think it's a lot easier just to be negative, right? And there's because there's so much negativity and negativity spreads. There's also a lot of foolishness out there on YouTube. And yeah. I mean, a lot of misinformation yeah. just oh, for yeah. the sake of getting a click. I mean, um, that's how these people work, right? Um, not to say any names, but it's like the freaking, um, uh, like the tabloids that you would find at the supermarket. I don't even know. Oh, if yeah. Yeah. You know, we're from the uk believe me they okay they still there okay yeah. but everything was like so and so was having an affair everything was so negative and that's what people gravitated towards at the checkout yeah and i feel like that's what these uh youtubers with information insider information oh god yeah I, kathleen kennedy's been fired every week for the last few years <laughs> oh my god yeah so you guys yeah. understand right yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely like everybody has insider information everybody knows how to fix the mcu everybody knows how to fix these like fix dc comics and i'm like dude we don't run multi-million billion dollar businesses what are you talking about you have a yeah. youtube channel like i do i can yeah. barely keep the lights on sometimes <laughs> If people want to know how I would fix the MCU, get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> we have no business making videos like that. Uh, so I feel like 
with negative YouTube videos. They're everywhere. And it's like one will pop up, like no matter what, the wrong thing can be said, thinking uh, things get taken out of context and it just becomes ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it, it's sad that people that love comics go to those kind of places. Like this is the real news. This is, this is how it's going to be. Um, you know, they're, they're going to shut down DC. How many times have you, I don't, I don't know how many times I saw that come up on my yeah. Saturday streams. People ask me, you know, when, when is DC shutting its stores? Uh, there's this YouTube channel. So-and-so said that DC is going under. Yeah, so and so. I'm like, dude, dude, don't believe everything. There's no statement. <laughs> like if, unless it comes from DC, don't believe everything. Like the, the yeah. sky is not falling. It just seems and reasonable about that book in a good couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still making videos like that. This is it. This is the last straw for Marvel. They're going to learn the hard way. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're fine. And you know what they're doing? They're making books and ignoring people like you. That's what they're doing. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it, you know, I'm sure if something is not selling, they'll cancel it. They're not going to publish books just to piss you off. Like no, that, I mean, there's a reason why these books are still coming out kind of like go, going back to the high republic right like people take a strong stance on that and and i'm sure you all have seen the the comments like oh this is this this is uh draining money from disney's pockets they're gonna you know I'm like what why no, it, why would they print books that are gonna lose money this is why crazy. would they release a series with like 10 they've got they're up to 10 mini series now for the high republic in the last what two three years mental yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and it's and, and it's all because of negativity. And when somebody finds somebody that has, shares their thoughts online, they're like, "Hey, that guy understands what I'm talking about. That's the problem." Yeah. And <laughs> they spread that video within their own community. And yeah, yeah. Speaking I, of negativity, though, Dan, if you don't mind me asking, so I've, I understand that you're not the hugest fan of Bendis. Now, I just wanted to ask you about this because Dan, what is it, Daredevil, right? Yeah, that's your, one of your favorite comics. Yeah, ben, Bendis's Daredevil is like my favorite comic ever, but ever a lot of. But then I, I, I don't like his Civil War two. I don't like a lot of his more recent stuff. So I can understand the Bendis sort of criticisms from time to time. Okay, um, to to be fair, I I I didn't like his stuff long before there were people complaining about Talking Heads and Civil. Long yeah. before Civil War two, yeah, would piss me off. <laughs> It was, it was uh, New Avengers. By the time he was writing New Avengers, he uh, yeah. had uh, Sauron show up, and Sauron threw a fireball. And I don't know what remembers this. And I said, "Wait a minute, Sauron can't throw fireballs. What is this?" And then I think somebody brought it up in when he had a forum, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He got it. I can't remember the issue, but he uh, learned to throw fireballs from his mouth." And I was like, oh, dude, you're so full of crap. Well, you could have just used second mutation <laughs> as an explanation. Uh, no, I think some people's writing styles, I just, it doesn't jive with yeah. me, right? And yeah, just like absolutely. some people's directing style doesn't, I don't know how you guys feel about um, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. I'm not a fan of The Last Jedi, mm -hmm. but there's a ton of people that are. And I actually like uh, Ryan's. Johnson, uh, yeah. What what was the the one he did? Uh, a sh not Knives shooter. Out and Glass Onion. Are those are oh, dude, those are great. Uh, but it was the one he did before that with uh, uh, Bruce Looper? Willis. Bruce oh, Willis. Oh, Looper, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that movie was so good. Um, but I didn't like Last Jedi, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's that type of story and that type of style just didn't really do it for me. 
right? Okay. But there are people that love it. Yeah. yeah. And there are people that love A New Hope and there are people that love Empire more. I think it's just a matter of taste, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I am in the minority because I think a lot of people love his, I mean, uh, New Avengers. Oh my God, that was like, that made the Avengers the flagship title at Marvel Comics. It was outselling X-Men. Yeah. So more yeah. power to him. You brought obviously a lot of Ultimate Spider-Man stuff as well. and Yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man, his Daredevil brought in on so many readers. I mean, yeah. we're doing a evergreen list tonight on my vid- on my channel. Um, I'm sorry, as of this video is being filmed. <laughs> when this yeah. is being filmed. Uh, and we're, we're given like three books, like choose three books from the Mar- Marvel catalog that you would keep in print forever. Mm-hmm. One of mine is Ultimate Spider-Man. I don't even like the book, but... <laughs> I give props for what it did yeah. and I, and I, and I understand how people can get hooked on something like that. Yeah. Um, I respect him. And he, Oh, by the way, and he's a wonderful human being. Like any, if you've ever met him at a convention, that man is a wonderful yeah. human being. I'd love to have him on my show as odd as it would be. Let's talk about some other stuff, but you know, I, I, and I think much like some actors, uh, that are wonderful human beings that aren't the greatest actors. I think he gets a pass. Like I never, I will never speak ill of him. Yeah, yeah. I just think uh, writing styles, you know, wasn't for me. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we, I mean, we completely agree with that. I mean, one of one of the shows that we did on the podcast is we do like a monthly roundup of the comics that have come out in the month. And if 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 anyone's listened to it, they they might hear that we're quite negative about Greg Pak and his Darth Vader run. And not it, a fan, huh? Okay. And, no. and it's and it's not a it's not a personal vendetta in any way whatsoever. Even though sometimes it might sound like it, um, <laughs> but it is. It's as you were saying, it's writing styles, and there's there's something about his writing style that doesn't quite click for me and Chris, where it yeah. does for where it does for other people, and, yeah, and that's that's okay, it, and that's comics, I think. It's a popular yeah. series, so it must just be us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, the, yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with it. That's the stuff that fo- oh no, he followed up uh Aaron, right? On no, the- yeah. No. Uh Vader was there's been three Vader runs, Gillen, Saul, and and then Greg Pack is the current one that's still going now. He's the one that wrote the Okay, I, I dug that. With the handmaidens and all that Saba. Yes. That stuff was awesome. Okay, I'm sorry. You See, that's, that's what we're saying. Look, you know what I mean? It's, this is, you this know, is you good. You like Daredevil by Bender, so what the hell do I know, right? So- <laughs> exactly. But I, I think that's Raised. what that's what's so great about comics. I think that styles mm-hmm. and and taste comes into it. I think more than movies, in my opinion, because it's not just the writing; it's the art, it's the the characters, it, it's so much stuff. Yeah, and then you get you know you almost get uh, it, you take it personal that somebody doesn't like it. I'm the same way with Starman. My uh, Starman is one of my favorite series of all time. My wife hated it, and I was like. <laughs> That's strike number one. Like you get three <laughs> strikes in this marriage. Like yeah. you I actually have that on my wish list because of your videos. There's, there's a few. There's Starman, um, and then the other one was Blankets, which I picked up based on oh, your recommendation, okay. and I loved that. That's like life changing oh. stuff. Craig Craig Thompson is it? Mm-hmm. Blankets, yeah, amazing a- graphic novel that is. But I mean, like along those lines as well, like um, like Dan Slott's Spider Man. His, his length of time on Spider-Man. I know there's a lot of comic fans and a lot of Spider-Man fans out there mm-hmm. who don't like his work. But me personally, as a, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I love Dan Slott's Spider-Man. So it's I, it really is like so dude, very opinions. 
so as the guy that gets to read all the comments about like most wanted books and stuff there i remember for the longest time it was like where the hell is dan slot spider-man mm-hmm. like that's what they wanted yeah. and all yeah. of that right which we're finally getting well we're getting a brand new day which i'm sure will lead up one day to dan slot's omnibus but it, it's weird because I think t- it, once you distance yourself from something for so long, people forget what it was like. I mean, I remember when people were hating on Dan Slott Spider-Man as it was coming out. Yeah. It feels like a lot of people say a lot of those same people have forgotten about it and now want the omnibus because it's been 10 years since that's yeah. yeah. been coming out. I feel the same is probably, I don't know, maybe depending on how the run ends, but I feel like might happen with Zeb Wells too. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure you see the constant hate for oh, Zeb Wells. Really unpopular Spider-Man. at the moment. Yeah. Uh, anytime I do a trade paperback review, someone always reminds me that Zeb Wells is w- w- the worst writer. And that's her opinion, right? Like, yeah. of course. I mean, we're uh, Star Wars fans, so we know the prequels are the perfect example of that, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They yeah. were hated for so long, and now they're beloved by a lot of people. Well, there's a whole generation that only that knew those as, like, I knew, you know, Return of the Jedi. Like, they went to the yeah. theater for the first time with their mom and dad. Uh, to go and see those movies so that they're more special to them but yes as they were coming out everybody was like what the hell oh what the hell yeah this is not what the the force are microscopic little creatures right what? <laughs> <laughs> why does why, why why does it feel like i'm watching cnn and not actual jedi fighting what is happening there's a questionable jamaican fish guy oh is that poor, okay that poor, that poor actor that poor actor i know yeah uh, he's think- getting his props now though yeah, and I think a lot of it is because, you know, you build up so much in your head, right? In your head, you're like, this is the way that, oh, the Clone Wars, man, that's going to be this way. Even as a kid, for decades, you're building up what the Clone Wars are going to be in your head. And for that matter, because of books like Dark Empire, when I got to The Last Jedi, I was like, what? Yeah. Luke? The- Oh, right. And and I'm like, I got to No, it's it's not the same. You know, no. this, is, this is not uh, not not the way I would have done it. But let's see where this goes. And there were aspects that I did enjoy about The Last Jedi. I think it's, it's the most cinematic movie. Beautiful. Isn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. My gosh, that throne room scene. Yeah. Incredible. Amazing fight scene. Um. So, yeah, I, I think a, a lot of it has to do with what we build up on our in our heads because of the external what is it the eu right the external universe the yeah expanded universe expanded universe right with the books and all that stuff so a lot of people had high expectations when it came to these things and when yeah i mean delivered the way that these books or comics brought it then there were issues yeah i mean let's let's go back to something maybe more positive now so do you have a favorite Two two part question. Do you have a favorite Star Wars collector's edition? And do you have a favorite current run? If you're reading the current runs? I read them in trade, so that counts, right? I'm only okay, counts, that counts. Behind you guys. Uh yes. Uh the favorite coll- uh omnibus has to be uh Old Republic. Or the uh yeah, the Knights of the Old Republic. That yeah. One. Yeah. The one that's going out of print is very expensive. That's the one you're telling everyone to get. Yeah, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it will come back to print. I'm sure it'll come back to print. There's no way yeah. it doesn't. And I think that's until the one with Dark Empire comes out. 
and that's volume yeah. two of the new, Re- new, Republic. the new Republic volume two. That one's going to be yeah. special because that's going to have Dark Empire. It's going to have the Timothy Zahn stuff in it. Yes, and I think mm-hmm. it has Crimson Crimson Empire in it as well. Like it's gonna it's gonna be like a big big sort of blockbuster one that is. I think it's gonna have some of the best Star Wars stories, and a lot of those I've read. So thank goodness for that. Um, yeah. I can actually talk about those things. Uh, without having to spend hours reading them. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, <laughs> as far as the most recent collections that I've been, I've honestly the most underrated one to me has been the Bounty Hunters. Yeah, we, we love Bounty Hunters. We love Bounty Hunters as well. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I hope everybody's reading it. It's so good. Did, did you so hear that I'm, it's been announced its end? Issue 42 is the last that. issue. Man, good. That's good enough for an omnibus, though, but it, it breaks my that's heart. That's what we're it, saying. It needs an omnibus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and David Gabriel's here for us. <laughs> and uh, I actually had a lot of fun with the Han Solo and uh, Chewie book, too. That was oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, I, uh, I really like that one. I think that's an underrated one, in my opinion, yeah. yeah and yeah, I think that's not even a miniseries, right? I think it's ongoing, or at least 12 issues. No, I saw it was, it was uh, finish an issue. They finish at ten, yeah. Two trade okay, paperbacks. Okay, so it was I think, two, yeah. two trade paperbacks worth yeah. of stories. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're doing that a lot. They did just they just did a ten issue run on Yoda, which is coming out as one bumper trade paperback next month or this month, I think. Mm-hmm. Yoda, so yeah, that's, that's good, right. Okay, so they're doing like mini series about these characters. Yeah. That what was happening? I do wonder where Marvel is going to go next, though, because mm-hmm. once they get to the Return of the Jedi era, yeah. are they going to go the route of? dark horse because they seem to be doing that like uh comics in between movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it can go one of two ways they could either go post jedi right or they can go between episode one and two and they could start doing the main run in there oh that's right because we haven't seen that stuff yet right not yeah, really yeah. not in canon obviously they did quite a lot in legends in that clone wars era but in canon, yeah yeah so I, I, I honestly, I am curious where they're gonna go. Yeah, because I do like the stuff that happens after. I'm hoping they go after. Yeah, Return. new New Republic era. I think it's probably. Cause, cause yeah, and, they, and they, they could weird, use right? that to the Mandalorian and all that, couldn't they? Because it's similar era. Yeah, you're right, and and it's all canon, so yeah. it will be yeah. interesting to see how they handle it too, because that stuff is regarded as some of the best Star Wars comics mm-hmm. out there, and how do you? how do you even go about creating something new without having an inspiration, drawing an inspiration from that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that well, is obviously your question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, one of the things I was going to ask is, um, is how, how you think that Star Wars has handled their crossover events um, recently compared to, I mean, Marvel make a big deal with their crossover events in sort of Marvel, Marvel. How, how do you think that Star Wars have handled theirs? Because they've done four in recent succession, haven't they? With War of the Bounty Hunters. Well, War Crimson. of the Bounty Hunters, the Crimson Book, and then the... Yeah, Hidden oh, Empire. The droids now, right? Oh, the droids is now. the new one, which yeah, is actually, yeah. in my opinion, the best of the lot. Uh, but there was Hidden Empire as well between those two. I think, uh, well, to me, just my opinion, again, not reviewing these, uh, I like crossovers because I grew up mm. in the 80s. And I like being, I don't want to use the words forced, but I like the option of having to buy additional books than my weekly hauls to go and expand my knowledge of these characters or uh, the crossover. I thought it was a really unique way of crossing over because you don't have to buy Darth Vader. No. Like if you were reading War of the Bounty Hunters, right? Yeah. You just knew 
some stuff is going down and you if you want to read about it then you go get the one shot and you go get the uh i guess the other issues of star wars the ongoing series or bounty hunters and dr afra yeah uh, so i don't know i i kind of like that but i also like force crossovers where you're like part one happens in bounty hunters part two happens in darth vader yeah well, they kind of did that in war of the bounty hunters that one was a bit more forced but then charles saw kind of took a more relaxed approach for this to the mm-hmm. next two where you had your main five issue series and the ones yeah kind of loosely tied but even war of the bounty hunters you didn't need to read like, no i suppose you didn't did you you because you, you got like you got the idea of what happened like han solo's body's missing in every one of the ongoing series right yeah so you didn't have to go and read like part two like i'm talking classic like inferno x-men inferno like yeah. wolverine going in for a kiss or whatever and that's to be continues in x-factor 38 yeah. right like forced crossovers that's what i like yeah. um but i understand <laughs> uh, that i can i can think of a, like a lot of sort of old marvel sort of like crossovers where it was just like two parts and like I, I remember one from the early 2000s where like part one was in black panther and part two was in deadpool and it was it, it was as you said like story finished yeah. and then you had to go read the other series to get yeah the, yeah so yeah i mean it's a marvel thing right i don't think they did that a lot in dark horse if or at least i haven't come across any no i don't think they did not really no yeah because i mean their titles were also set at different times too i think yeah and please correct me if i'm wrong because um like i said I, I i read a lot of the most of the stuff in collected editions but for the dark horse era didn't they jump around in times like uh there was two or three set of books that were coming out monthly and they were in different timelines yeah i mean i remember at one point there was republic and there was star wars and then there was like um dark times and stuff but then Star Wars ended and then Republic became Star Wars and got renamed as Star Wars. It got messy oh. for a while there. But they definitely do. I mean, it's like now, they do them at different times. You've got the whole Republic going on, and then you've got, you know, your current your own stuff. Um, and, and then you the spin-off. new series yeah, set in the prequels. And, yeah. You know, so they're all over the place, really. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I like that. I like the idea that we have a universe that is all heading down one way. Yeah. And then, you know, there that no matter what book you're picking up, you're at the you're at the exact same timeline that all the other comics are being written in. Yeah. Whether it's post Empire or post um A New Hope. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean like you're saying with the like you're saying about how they're quite loose, the recent Doctor Afro Volume Two you could mm-hmm. pick that up and read it from issue one to 25 and there's technically three crossovers going on during that period but you wouldn't know yeah yeah right because you know I mean? no. well, and then none of the crossovers are collected in that omnibus right so the mapping is no, like it's hey, just 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 the afro issues not even war of the bounty hunters is it like the one shot isn't in there it's just I mean, like the... no it's not the alpha yeah. one yeah, you find out about it through her own issues. So I think that's really that's really cool. You're not forced to go and buy four other books a month. Yeah, exactly. You see that option. Well, obviously we're running out of time because um, obviously we've got to, you've got to wrap it up soon. But if I could just ask you, just for our Star Wars readers, so we have a lot of listeners who have only read Star Wars. So what would be your recommendations for someone? who's only read Star Wars comics that maybe wants to 
jump into the larger comic universe? Where would you go? So that I've enjoyed Star Wars and wants yeah. to jump into? Oh, I mean, let's... Maybe I'm being a little biased, but uh, some Guardians of the Galaxy by Dan Abden and Andy Lanning. That's yes. one of my favorites. Yes. You still have that Star Wars-y type of feel to it. Micronauts, which is coming out in an omnibus format by uh, Bill Mantlo. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Michael Golden's artwork in that. Oh, my gosh. Chef's Kiss. Oh, I can't wait for that <laughs> book. Uh, uh, and to bring it a little more down to earth, probably things like Daredevil, Man Without Fear. Yeah, by oh, yeah. uh, Frank Miller and uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man. Seriously, that's a good hook one. That that gets you. Uh, Runaways is a good team book by Brian I K. Love Vaughan. Runaways, especially Same. Brian K. Vaughan stuff. And Just Whedon's book was quite good for him as well. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think like seriously, like Brian K. Vaughan's top tier. I love it. Uh, what an excellent question. Okay, okay. Wait, not just Marvel. Let's go with some DC though. Uh, t- Teen Titans. Excellent by Jeff Johns. It's a great, okay. great. Um, young, well, Young Justice. P- oh, Peter David. Peter David's run on Aquaman is phenomenal. So I can't wait okay. for that. I don't and Jeff Johns' uh, Green Lantern, because that I mean, you get the whole intergalactic fight there, and the, you get the different color spectrums and stuff. And so. all of these, someone could just pick up any of them and be totally fine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. They do. Every one of these writers does an amazing job of introducing these characters that have been around for a long time. Yes, there's, there's one that I would love to add to that list, and I would like to hear your opinion. Um, Dan Slott's Silver Surfer, the, the omnibus I've got collected, and I'm a huge fan of that. I love that book. So um, I always suggest that one to people that like Doctor Who a little more. Yeah, it's got yeah. the Doctor Who feel to it. Yeah, that's a good that. one. You are a like Doctor Who fan, aren't you, Dan? So. Yeah. Are you? Okay, yeah, me too. Um, but I get a bit of that Doctor Who and I get a bit of the Star Wars from it, so I think it works perfectly. Oh, yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, mashup yeah. then. Yeah, that's a good one. I can, yeah. The artwork beautiful in that. Absolutely. Oh, Mike Alred and Laura Alred? Yeah, yeah. they're great. They're yeah. great. The, so that's a good one. Absolutely. That's a good one. Great. Perfect. Well, well, I mean, thank you. Yeah, you, so you, guys are, you guys have me on you're not going to ask me if i have any announcements of star wars omnis coming out <laughs> yeah I, I, well, I was i was i was going to but i didn't know if i was going to do it afterwards well i, I mean, signed an nda so i can't say what they are but they are coming more, so more, are they collector editions omnibuses can you say that yes i can say that and they are well can you say <laughs> if they can no legends one of the well, I think one was moved until further notice. So I don't know when they'll release it. Uh, Dazzler replaced that one. That's all I can say about that. Sorry. Uh, the other one, I think there's two more. There's two more, and I think both are legends. Actually, no, I think they are legends. So, Oh, one, one last question as well, actually, quickly. So next year, obviously, you've got we've got Star Wars Volume 2 coming out, the pack and Gillen yeah. omnibus. Mm-hmm. Are you happy that you don't have to answer that question when that's coming anymore? because i know that was one of the most wanted ones wasn't it for ages oh my gosh oh but you know what though i I think no matter what no matter what when people the same and it's probably the same people that ask me when is this book coming when is this book coming as soon as i announce it it's never like oh my god it's finally coming it's more like well what about this book what is this coming? (laughs) yeah it's like you 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 live so far in advance that you don't have any time to like enjoy the present uh, yeah yeah 
Like yeah. your book is coming. You've been asking for this. Yeah. Um, but... So okay, one one last request as well before we say okay. goodbye. If you could just whisper in David uh, Gabriel's ear and say "Bounty Hunters on the bus, please," then we'll be very happy. Well, <laughs> I do like to say that. Hey, you know, it's forty-two issues. You can throw That's in maybe perfect. You know, maybe throw in the War of the Bounty Hunters. What genre? Exactly. Oh, yourself, exactly. yourself a stupid man. Oh, love that. A few Perfect. young British boys' dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you and a lot of people, I hope. And yeah, it, you know, it might spark up another series because it might sell so good in omnibus format that they're like, ah, oh, maybe we should revisit this again. And that yeah. happens from time to time. And give it back to Ethan Sachs because he, he did a wonderful job. Phenomenal phenomenal i love that book so so just as we let you go um there might be some of our listeners who um don't know what you do over at near mint condition so so plug away tell the people where they can find you and what sort of stuff you get up to on near mint condition oh thank you uh yes i am on near mint condition and it's on youtube that's the name of the channel and it's where i talk about collected editions so graphic novels omnibus editions epic collections trade paperbacks oversized hardcovers absolute editions manga Whatever it is, if it fits on my shelf, I talk about it. And I have been doing it for quite a number of years, and I enjoy doing it. I get to break news for Marvel Comics, not just for Omnis, but also Epic Collections. And I uh, get to work with a lot of cool people in the industry. So thank you, thank you guys for having me. This means no a lot. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I, I love taking a break from the all-around omnibus collecting talk to yeah. talk about just one uh, small but huge part of it. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we can do it again in the future when there's, when there's more things out. Yeah. Well, or maybe after I've announced some things that you've wanted, you know, <gasps> yes. you can always have me back. Yes. So you, you all just let me know. It was a pleasure being here. Brilliant. Thanks well, thank so, you so much. Cheers, Omar. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Mate. That was so much fun. That was like possibly the best interview I've ever done. That was so, oh, he's awesome. He's incredible. Yeah, wow. It was like I was on his channel. Yeah, that was... He was even was, was sitting there with all his shit behind him. I know. Oh, that was awesome. Man. Yeah, that was good. We, we were just grinning the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know why. I, I think I expected us to have a good time because he's a fellow comic nerd. But yeah. I just, I loved that. That was, that was so much we, fun. I, I genuinely good. think we could have kept that going for two hours. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We only got halfway through the questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was so much fun! Brilliant. Um, <sighs> okay. So yeah, um, I think we're definitely gonna have to try and get um, Omar back at some point next year to maybe next time a big Star Wars omnibus comes out. I think we'll have to get yeah, him definitely. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, guys, if you if you enjoyed that, let us know, and obviously go and check out Near Mint Condition if you haven't already. Absolutely. He, he literally he's the guy that announces yeah. the comics. Like no one else does. They don't do press releases. Omar does it for Marvel. Yeah. Um, not just Omar, sorry, near in condition because there's a couple of them. Um, but yeah, absolutely check it out. Now, Legends Omnibuses, okay, one's got to be Clone Wars. One's yeah. got to be Clone Wars. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. The other one is probably like um, Rise of the... No, I've already got that one. Menace Revealed Omnibus, maybe. Canon, though. Who knows? Hopefully it's Bounty Hunters. It's probably going to be Vader. Yeah, it sounded like there was... It sounded like there was a canon one that's been pushed a bit. Yeah. Um, well, they, they've already announced High Republic Phase 2, so we know it's not that. I mean, we know it's not Star Wars Volume 2. That's already announced. It's probably Vader. It's probably, it's probably Vader. Vader. Yeah. Because that they always go for Vader first because it sells. 
do you know what? Maybe here's my theory. The reason they've pushed it back is they've decided that it. They've decided that Vader's going to end at like issue forty-five or issue fifty. So they pushed it back to wait for those last issues to come out and to get it all in one, and then that series is going to be done soon. They'll announce it. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people would would ask for the Crimson Crimson Rain omnibus. I mean, they could do a Crimson Rain Hidden Empire sort of all included on the bus couldn't I mean they? that would be quite big though because the war of the bounty hunters on the bus is 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 38 issues and i think each one would probably be about the same mm, yeah so yeah. but I, th- I think that's probably what it's going to be omar teased us but there you go we got a tease didn't we at least we got, we got a, a little tease yeah but that's that's our first comic special guys let yeah. us know if you liked it we can get more people on yeah no absolutely uh, i mean one of the things that i would absolutely love to do with with these sort of comic specials is is get some artists on and obviously we've been interviewing like the higher public authors who all the ones we've interviewed have written in comics but it would be mm-hmm. good to get some you know comic book writers in who don't write novels so you know on, on this show and just talk comics with them oh yeah look imagine if you got ethan Sachs on because mm. we could talk about bounty hunters we can talk about all the stuff he's in loads I mean, he's got Django. He's got Django Fett coming up next year, so he might yeah. be he might be in a sort of promotional mindset. So it actually, could be could be worth trying to get him on. Yeah, and Charles Soule, we're coming for you, mate. I'm still going to get that Charles Soule interview. Yeah, our great white Charles Soule whale. <laughs> going to spear that whale, harpoon <laughs> yeah. the whale. Um, brilliant. Should we wrap yeah, that thanks episode for listening, up, guys? Yeah, um, Chris. Um, you- I'm, I'm kind of dazed now. Um, yeah, you can find my Instagram. My name's Chris. Just search Chris. What is... Uh, Omar didn't plug his Instagram, so can we just plug it on? Oh, yeah, it's, it's Near Mint Condition. Yep. So he, if, if, you're, if you're one of our Instagram fans, just follow Near Mint Condition on there. Whenever he posts a YouTube video, he tends to share it on Instagram as well yep. with links and stuff like that. And any of his announcements, he does an Instagram post for. So in yeah. terms of getting good omnibus news... He just, he just did an, an overview for the Batman Hush Saga omnibus. Yeah. So that's a really good one to check out because that's a gorgeous book. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. And then Go I'm, ahead, guys. I'm Dan at Vader's Castle Library. I'll be back yeah. with more comic stuff soon. Chris. Yeah. John, John was meant to be here as well, but he decided that he isn't dedicated enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I hate Omar. I'm not coming on. <laughs> John. John messed up, and I think he's in London doing something tonight. So yeah, I hope you're having a better London. time in London than you would be if you were sitting here chatting to the Uncanny Omar, because that was... He's awesome. good. He's good as well, because he's a huge Omar fan, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but man. there you go. Oh, as, he's, as we said, we'll get him back on next year for another chat. So Yeah. Brilliant. Well, good to speak to you, Dan. Yeah. As always, Chris, <laughs> we do it all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant. Um, so, make a thank quick. you. Right, Thank yeah. you, obviously, to the Uncanny Omar for joining us today. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Instagram, SWBC Podcast. Uh, and yeah, that's yeah. us. May the first review. Bye. Bye. Bye.